The warm air, the sounds of baseball, it's got you thinking about hitting the road. And no matter where your adventures take you, Subaru of Gwinnett has a vehicle to get you there safely and in style. Like the 2024 Subaru Outback, sporting standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and up to 32 miles per gallon. Or the 2024 Subaru Forester, the SUV with a spacious and comfortable interior for everyone you want to bring along. Start your shopping online at SubaruofGwinnett.com, then come see us for a test drive on Satellite Boulevard in Duluth. Now it's time to talk Braves, Falcons, and college football with a Deep South college football legend. It's the Buck Baloo Show, exclusively on The Fan. St. Simons is the Buck Blue Show on the fan, 680 and 937. Streaming at 680thefan.com. Make sure you get that fan mobile app driven, uh, driven by Beaver Toyota of Coming. Fastest and easiest way to shop online for your next vehicle. Visit Beaver Toyota of Coming.com and let them wow you. Great way to listen to the show and the station, getting that fan a mobile app driven by Beaver Toyota. And also the 10 o'clock hour on the fan is brought to you by the Haug Barron Law Group, your champions of personal injury law. We are live in St. Simons today and uh, loving the beachfront view. Temperature going to hit about 80 today. Nothing but uh, pure sunshine down here on the coast of St. Simons. Uh, last night I was attending a UGA Alumni Association event at Nats Landing, had a book signing that went really well. Saw a lot of friends over there. And then coming up later today, I'll check in and participate in the Danny Warfel Desire Cup Rivalry for a Cause Golf Tournament, the 12th annual. I've told Danny, no, I had to work for 10 years. And he said, if you say no again, we're never going to invite you again. And so here I am. Be taking tomorrow off. I understand Brian Hoyt will do the show tomorrow. And looking forward to hearing about that. By the way, we're going to be playing the Sea Island Seaside course. And in two weeks, Davis Love III will be hosting the RSM Classic at that Seaside course there. And, man, I'm excited about teeing it up and playing it. This uh, rated one of the top 100 courses in the country. Got Nerney and Derek Thomas back at the studio running the show. And, uh, you know, it feels good to be the roadshow engineer myself and be able to get it up and running today. So that said, man, let's get to the big take. Bucks. Big. Take. Yeah, I've had some people wondering, Blue, why is it the Georgia-Florida game is your fave? And they automatically assume it's because of the 1980 run Lindsay run play. And I have to set them straight and say, no, that, that's not the reason why the Georgia-Florida game is my favorite. And you got to start with the explanation with the fact that I'm a South Georgia boy. South Georgia, North Florida, for the most part, it all feels the same. And as a South Georgia boy, it just means more to steal the phrase from the SEC. I mean, growing up in Valdosta, man, we had a Georgia-Florida parade down Ashley Street in downtown Valdosta that the fans would go to. Uh, the, just love the game in Jacksonville because 
Number one, it breaks up the grind of the season. I mean, it sort of gets monotonous. Week after week, you're playing at home, and the next week you get on a flight and you go play on the road. And, you know, it just breaks up the monotony and the grind of the season coming to Jacksonville because it gives you that bowl game feel. You got the 50-50 crowd split, which provides an electric atmosphere. And I continue to believe the pageantry is the best in college football for the Georgia-Florida game. The roar of the crowd on the big plays during the game, you get it from both sides, which is electric. When things go against you, you hear the Florida crowd go crazy. And then when you get a big play on the Georgia side, the Georgia fans go crazy. You don't get that anywhere else. And then as a quarterback, every quarterback I've ever known has desired a great weather situation. And it seemingly we always get it in Jacksonville. As I mentioned, 80 degrees here today. St. Simon's, uh, pure sunshine, so you're able to grip the ball. No worries there. Uh, the ball's not slippery. You get to feel that sunshine, which really, you know, you get that glowing feeling. Hey, you're warm. You're, you're actually sweating. Love that part of the deal. Georgia, Florida, and Jacksonville. I just love it. And apparently we're going to move on. And as I mentioned yesterday, I've, I've come around on this now that I'm just a, a member of the media and a fan of the game. I prefer to see Georgia get that home game where all the five-star recruits prior to the season would circle that on the calendar and tell Kirby, I want to come visit Athens the week of the Florida game. Thank you, Buck. And the advantage that it provides him as far as recruiting goes. So I finally come around on this, but I still love the game here in Jacksonville. Make no mistake about it. All right, that said, let's get to a college football nugget as we get the first started today. Tasty. It's time for the college football nugget. Presented by your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware. Find your neighborhood store at acehardware.com. Got a primo quarterback matchup in that Tennessee-Kentucky game. 7 o'clock kickoff in Knoxville on Saturday night. You got the Volunteers coming in ranked number 3, 7-0, and undefeated on the season. I bet a lot of them are looking forward to that game next week in Athens. Kentucky 5-2, and still ranked in the top 20. They just broke a two-game skid with a win over Mississippi State. They're coming off a of bye week which could factor into this matchup also. The Volunteers, as you know, flying high. Now, to break down the game a little bit, Tennessee a little shaky in the secondary, especially at that cornerback position where they're really thin. Their top four cornerbacks are injured, dinged up, much like our Atlanta Falcons. Leaves them a little bit vulnerable as you take on Will Levis in the Kentucky Wildcat offense. Levis, highly thought of with the NFL scouts. He's going to be a full go. He's back healthy again, ready to, to spin it. And that Tennessee secondary is weak. They've allowed over 300 yards passing in the last four games. You know, the only question here is Tennessee or uh, Kentucky's offensive line has been a little shaky in pass protection. So maybe Tennessee can get a, a pass rush on Will Levis. But go ahead and expect Levis to have a big day throwing the ball against this 
Tennessee secondary. And could it be the volunteers of the team that is looking ahead? We've talked a lot about that so far this week in the Georgia-Florida game, that Georgia may overlook Florida looking ahead to the showdown with Tennessee next week. I would say, look, Georgia's been around the block a time or two, all right? They've been down this road before. Tennessee, this is all new for these players putting on that volunteers uniform. So could it be they're the ones looking past Kentucky, looking forward to the showdown with Georgia next week? I'm just saying, keep an eye on that part of the deal. A couple of things to keep in mind. Kentucky has held their last 11 opponents to 24 points or under. Playing that ball control they like to play. I mean, would you be stunned if Tennessee scored 24 or less points in this game? And here's the big thing for Tennessee, both on Saturday night against Kentucky and then also next week in Athens, is Tennessee under Hypel. When they lead at halftime, they are undefeated, 14-0. When they're not leading at halftime, they're winless, 0-6 under Hypel. Keep that in mind as you watch this game coming up Saturday night. Tennessee, a 12-and-a-half-point favorite in the game. I'll have uh, two picks for you later in the show since I won't be doing the show tomorrow. That will be Brian Hoyt. But uh, looking forward to seeing this one on Saturday night. Tennessee and Kentucky, could it be they're the ones overlooking their opponent on Saturday? They're the rookies in this thing. Come on, man. George is a bunch of veterans. And there's your college football nugget. Primo quarterback matchup in that one. Auburn and Arkansas got a noon kickoff in that one over on the Plains at Jordan-Hare Stadium. Arkansas coming in three-and-a-half-point favorite. They just broke a three-game SEC skid, beat BYU uh, to get a victory. And uh, Auburn, as you know, they've lost three in a row. LSU, loss. Georgia, loss. Ole Miss, loss. Arson, uh, as I understand it, has all of his personal items already boxed up. They're just waiting on the word on when he needs to leave. Georgia Tech and Florida State, a noon kickoff in Tallahassee at Doe Campbell Stadium. Florida State, a 20-point favorite. And uh, wondering how Georgia Tech's going to play this quarterback situation. Because they, uh, they didn't look real good doing that last week as Jeff Sims was injured during the game. So it wasn't like they had time to prepare Zach Taylor to be the starting quarterback, and it caused some problems. Obviously, they uh, lost the game. Virginia took them down. Taylor was sacked seven times in the game, 10 of 25, throwing the ball off the bench. That is subpar. And Brent Key now saying they may play the freshman uh, Pyron, too. I would think it just boils down to this for Georgia Tech. They've had a full, they've had over a week to prepare Zach Taylor to play. Uh, they've had over a week to adjust the game plan because Taylor, his skill set is much different than what Jeff Sims brings to the table. So I would think uh, Zach Taylor gets another shot at this down in Tallahassee with a much better game plan than they had last week. All right, coming up next on the show, we're going to check in with Chip Towers, Bulldogs, with a lot of injuries. We'll see where they stand with that. And then I've got some keys to victory for the Bulldogs coming up on Saturday against the Gators. Chris Doring will join me later in the show. We are live in St. Simons 
right on the beach, man. It's the Buck Ballou Show, 10 to 11 on the fan, 680 and 93.7. The warm air, the sounds of baseball, it's got you thinking about hitting the road. And no matter where your adventures take you, Subaru of Gwinnett has a vehicle to get you there safely and in style. Like the 2024 Subaru Outback, sporting standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and up to 32 miles per gallon. Or the 2024 Subaru Forester, the SUV with a spacious and comfortable interior for everyone you want to bring along. Start your shopping online at SubaruofGwinnett.com, then come see us for a test drive on Satellite Boulevard in Duluth. In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps $5 minimum balance required. On the fan, 680 and 93.7. Broadcasting live in St. Simons. And we've got a beachfront condo that we're enjoying the uh, ocean view. Uh, courtesy of folks at Lil Mar Properties. If you're coming down to the St. Simons area or would like to and get hooked up with a great beachfront property, Lilmar Properties uh, can treat you just like they've treated me. And uh, you can uh, learn more about them at uh, Lilmar Vacations on social media or lilmarvacations.com. And uh, get yourself set up like me here, the king and prince, man. Loving it, all right? Loving it, man. The uh, Friday night football game of the week, we've got it going on at 680 The Fan. Tune in uh, to The Fan and The Fan app and listen for the Friday night football game of the week. This week, we've got the Walton Raiders traveling to play the Osborne Cardinals, a 7.30 kickoff. You can join us for the pregame show at 7. Then after the game, stay tuned for the Georgia High School scoreboard show with West and Joseph and Baum. Get scores and updates from around the entire state. Friday night football game of the week and the Georgia High School scoreboard show are powered by Georgia Power and presented by Truist, Marco's Pizza, the University of West Georgia, and Fox 5 Atlanta. Guys, uh, Chip Towers ready to go? Getting him up right now? Sounds good. Towers is probably getting ready to jump on a flight and fly down to Jacksonville. Like so many others, saw some private jets landing here in St. Simons earlier this morning as the crowd begins to show up. And I tell you what, I can't attend the week of the Georgia-Florida game down in uh, this part of the state without thinking about the great Larry Munson. And, yeah, that run, Lindsey, run play where he talked about all those Bulldog fans that are staying down on those beachfront condos. There's going to be some property destroyed tonight. Because of that, I think these hotels have increased their insurance coverage there uh, during that Georgia-Florida week. All right, let's, uh, let's go to the Hobson & Hobson Newsmaker line. Bring on Chip Towers with the Atlanta Journal-Constitution covering the Bulldogs. For Chip, how many years have you been covering the Bulldogs? 
Well, uh, not not as many as you. As you. <laughs> I, I, you know, I uh, my my first uh, trip to the Georgia Florida game was as a student in 1985, covering the game for the Red and Black Student Newspaper, and uh, it was quite an indoctrination because Georgia went into that game as a about a 20 point underdog, Florida was ranked number one and undefeated and uh, Georgia stomped them 24 to three and the fans rushed the field and tore up the turf and there was mounted police. And, uh, you know, it was quite an indoctrination for a, uh, you know, young cub reporter who had no idea what he was doing. Yeah. Growing up in Valdosta, I always wondered why mom and dad always went alone. They never yeah. took the kids to the Georgia-Florida game. We'd go up to Athens and see a game every year, but, you know, never once did we go to Jacksonville. And I did not realize why until my freshman year at Georgia when we got off that bus right next to the stadium and uh, one little whiff, I could smell the bourbon in the air down here, and there were grown people barking, and I thought, okay, now, this this, this is why uh, the parents never brought us down here as kids. All right, let's talk about this matchup here. Uh, I'm a little concerned. Uh, Chip, I was hoping that the Bulldogs would get healthy for this stretch run. I mean, this is the toughest stretch of the season where you got Florida, you got Tennessee, you got at Mississippi State, you got Kentucky. I mean, that's a tough four-game stretch. So I was hoping their best players would be ready to go. Jalen Carter, uh, what is his situation? What do you know about Ad Mitchell, the ex-wide receiver, who I really believe uh, missing him has totally held back this offense. What can you tell me about those two guys? Yeah, well, I can, I can tell you that it's highly questionable at this point. And now the one thing you have to keep in mind, uh, especially with regard to Jalen Carter, and I'll get to that in a second, but, you know, you know, Kirby Smart could be kind of slow play and low play in this thing, but he has not been very encouraging on either one of those two guys uh, in, in when he's been asked about him. And, and you know, I think you've said an important thing there, Buck, that, that people have to – I mean, these are probably George's two best players. <laughs> when, you go, when you go back and look at the beginning of the season uh, and you say, you know, who's two guys you can't be without? I mean, there's other guys – Certainly, you could mention there. You know, Stetson Bennett among them, and 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 some others, Nolan Smith. But you know, these guys in particular for what they do. Uh, you know, an X receiver, a split in, especially one like like A. D. Mitchell, six foot four, two hundred pounds. You know, he's just a, a guy that, regardless of coverage or anything else, you always know you can go to that guy. And uh, they haven't had him since the second. You know, since the first quarter of the second game of the year. Same thing with Jalen Carter. Uh, dude's played 65 snaps. And that's your preseason All-American in the middle who everybody was talking about, uh, you know, all those guys that went to the NFL. But even the guys that went to the NFL are saying, yeah, but we, we have Jalen Carter. You know, he's, he's better than all of us. Well, we haven't been able to see that. Now, that said, I mean, I saw the injury with Jalen Carter. It's a, you know, it's a MCL sprain and, you know, those are grades one, two, or three, three being the worst. Uh, uh, you know, it's clearly not a one because he would be back if that were the case. Uh, so it's at least a two or three. But, you know, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, this is the this is it. You know, this is a stretch run. So I understand Jalen Carter has a bright professional future, and Georgia and 
Jalen Carter and everybody's going to do everything they can to be protective of that. Uh, but, you know, you also got some pretty heavy uh, gains and things on the line here in the next couple of weeks. And, uh, you know, he has gotten intense, intense rehab for the last four weeks now going into this game. And based on everything you read about a, you know, a, a grade two or one MCL sprain is, you know, you should be able to come back in four weeks. So he's right on that number. And Smile Mondin, what do you know about him? I've been so impressed with his physical play when he's been yeah. in there. Ankles held him back the last couple of games. Yeah. You think no, he'll be he's, back? Uh, that's probably the most encouraging report of all that we've gotten from Kirby is, is uh, on Smile Mondin. That's really important in this game. Uh, Ryan Davis has done a great job filling in in the interim, but even Pop, you know, Jamon Dumas Johnson, we were talking to him earlier this weekend, and he was talking about the chemistry that him and Smile Munden has as your primary inside linebackers. And, and listen, Smile, that's a dude, he can cover some ground. Now, I, I understand, and, and Kirby said he, he looks like he doesn't have any effects of the ankle injury that's held him out. But when you're playing Anthony Richardson, this kind of run game, you know, there's going to be a lot of spying from the linebackers. There has to be. And uh, a guy like Smile Munden, who can cover a lot, a lot of ground, can really save your butt in those, uh, you know, quarterback scramble situations. Chip, I, I just seen Georgia. They've been pretty vanilla on both sides of the ball as far as schemes go. And I'm just wondering if Monken and Schumann, these coaches, have held some things back on both sides of the ball for this big stretch run here at the end of the season. Uh, you see the, uh, the Georgia defense, we hadn't blitzed a lot. I mean, basically, we've rushed three and four and played a significant uh, number of snaps in just a zone coverage. You hadn't seen a lot of man going on. And then offensively, you know, it's been pretty v vanilla out there. We have not seen the uh, uh, all three tight ends on the field at the same time in a bunch formation. You hadn't seen a lot of that. I'm I'm anxious to see over the stretch. Are we going to see them dive a little deeper into the playbook? Yeah, I, I agree with you completely, Buck. I, I really do think Georgia has held not a little back. I think they've held a lot back, and I, I think I think they'll be I think they'll be you know stingy and rolling out uh, you, you know what they do against. Florida. I mean, I think that I, I think the uh, the the perspective of the game is going to dictate a lot of what they actually do. You know, because listen, I mean, if you could, Georgia's. You know, they got a 32 point margin of victory in their win so far. They're giving up nine points a game without doing a lot of elaborate stuff. So why would you, right? I mean, you're going to keep that stuff in the can. You're going to out out box wherever you can. And, uh, you know, certainly the Georgia-Florida game is, is one where you always kind of – there's always some special stuff. It works on the other sideline, too. I mean, Florida's going to have some special stuff for this game that you haven't seen all year. Uh, but Georgia, you know, they, they've known this run was in front of them. You know, the November gauntlet starting on October 29th with Florida, uh, it's, it's as tough of a stretch as Georgia's really had really but since back when you had to finish the season every year with uh, you know Florida Auburn and Georgia Tech you know Georgia Tech was a was a war every year in those days and so were those other two teams and you usually had to get through through them to get to where you wanted well that's exactly what's in front of Georgia now and and uh you know Tennessee right there on the other side of this game I, I think Georgia will carry 
uh, as much mystery into that game as they possibly can as well. So, Chip, when do you make your way down? You got a first-class first ticket. You'll be flying down a little later today, maybe? I, w- I, wish that were the- I wish I was on one of those jets that flying in there. That's the way to go. Uh, no, my wife, Christy, and I, we always drive. That we- we've gotten into a bit of a routine of staying on Amelia Island. We love it down there. It's just, you know, we got we got our little routines. I, you know, I've been going for a lot of years, and that's just of all the places. And then, listen, I've done them all. I've done Jekyll, St. Simons, Jacksonville Beach, downtown Jacksonville, at the airport, <laughs> in and out the same day. I've done them all. And, uh, and we like to do that, but I'm I'm leaving here in a couple of hours. I should be on the road uh, uh, by lunchtime. That's the that's the plan. But I'm still writing it. And real quick, I, I just la- I smiled so big. But when you were saying that your your parents would never let you go down, the yeah. funny thing, Stetson Bennett's dad told me the exact same thing. I'm writing something on him this week, and they're from Blackshear, 80 miles away, and they went to every Georgia Florida game. But Stetson didn't go until he was well into his teens, he said they wouldn't allow Stetson to go to Georgia, Florida, or to LSU. All the other games he could go to, but he couldn't go to those two games until he was old enough. Great insight, Chip. We always appreciate you coming on the show. We'll be following you, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, your coverage of the game. Thanks so much. All right. Take care, pal. Chip Towers with the AJC. Well, more than uh, just listening to the shows on 680, we've got a, an incredible array of uh, podcasts that uh, you can find right now at the Podcast Park. You can find it there, and that's brought to you by Associated Credit Union. Buck's Bead, I've got episode number 72 out right now, and we are breaking down, previewing the Georgia-Florida game. Got a, a conversation with both Kirby Smart and Danny Warfel. Want to invite you to check that out. Episode 72 of Buck's Beat. You can get uh, the, uh, that podcast and all of our great podcasts at Apple, Spotify, or wherever it is. You get your favorite podcast. And there's that read. All right. Let's uh, talk a little Falcons football, man. The Dirty Birds are in our blood. And guys like Buck know what's happening in the huddle. Let's dive into Falcons football on the fan. All right, well, getting ready for the Falcons and Panthers at MBS coming up on Sunday. And it's got to be a little bit of relief for Dean Pease and that Falcons defense. They won't have to face uh, McCaffrey, who they've traded, and uh, won't have to face him for the first time in years. But the defense will be facing a former Falcon running back in Foreman, who was with briefly with the Atlanta Falcons, resurfaced in Charlotte. And if you didn't notice last week, the Panthers ran that football against the Tampa Bay defense, ran for over 170 yards in the game. Foreman uh, ran for 120 of the 170 yards they ran for against Tampa. And I know all the talk's been about the quarterback, P.J. Walker, who has stepped in out of nowhere, turning heads with the way he's playing. Instead of Baker May, he's playing at a higher level than Baker Mayfield was playing. But uh, all the talks about the Charlotte Panthers quarterback, P.J. Walker, he's played well. But Charlotte, they want to run that football at the Falcons' defense. Hopefully, uh, Dean Pease is going to have that covered. I like the Falcons in this game. I'll be come forward with my two picks a little later in the show. But I do like the Falcons winning this one, something like uh, 27-20. Something along those lines. 
And there's a quick thought on that Falcons matchup. And that'll get us to the Bulldog Roundtable. The fan is proud to be the official sports talk station of the dogs. And it's time for Bulldog Roundtable with Buck Baloo. 25-20, far sideline, 15-10-5, get in there, touchdown! Bulldog Roundtable is proudly presented by Georgia's own credit union. Haug Law Group, Georgia Pack and Load, Stat Hero, T-Mobile, and by attorney Ken Nugent. And that's going to be the ball game. Georgia will win this ball game. Only on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. I got keys to victory for the Georgia Bulldogs in this Florida Gator game coming up on Saturday. 3.30 kickoff down in Jacksonville. I'm going to start with a Georgia offense where this season Georgia has been really inconsistent on first and ten. And why is that a big deal? Well, you end up in a lot of second and long and third and long situations. And then the defense can really focus in on your passing Attack. So I think one of the big keys, at least probably the big key for me with the Georgia offense in this game against Florida is to keep it clean on first down and 10. So no blown assignments on first and 10. Uh, be happy with the three or four yard gain that now sets you up for a second and six. And because you're in a manageable second down and then you carry that over to third down where you're in a second down and six or third down and four, you keep the running game in play, so that, that doesn't allow the defense to really zone in or focus in on your passing attack and come with blitzes and get after your protection scheme and pressure your quarterback and not really pay attention to fill in the gaps and play in the run. That's why it's such a big deal. So, Georgia, no penalties on first and ten. All right, no, uh, no bad plays on first down and 10 where you're now second and 16 and third down and 12. And that's been a real problem for this Georgia offense here uh, leading into this point in time in the season. Manageable second down and third down situations can help you uh, get after the defense much, much better. So I, that's going to be a big deal for the Georgia offense. So, look, we're going to play ground and pound. But a few explosive plays would be nice. Hadn't seen enough of those this season. The 20-plus yard plays, the plays over 30 yards and 40 yards. Uh, your ability to separate from the Gators will determine, uh, you know, how many of these explosive plays you get. So that's also a big deal, in my opinion. Let's flip it over to the Bulldog defensive side of the ball. Glenn Schumann, Will Muschamp, Kirby Smart, and that uh, defensive staff, uh, I know what they're thinking about. we got to control not only Anthony Richardson running the ball, but the Gators' offense running the ball successfully. Uh, Richardson is dynamic when he's outside the pocket, and he's running the football. So I'm sure they're zoned in on that. Uh, you got ETN, Johnson, and Wright, three really good running backs Florida has. They're going to be handing them the football. You got to get after the Gator running game. You, you got to slow that running game down because I don't. I think you can really go overboard doing that because Richardson is not one that's going to uh, gouge you, rip you apart, throwing the football around. I, I don't believe he can beat you throwing the football. Against LSU and Tennessee, only completed 56% of his passes, which is below what you would expect a quarterback at this level to be able to make. So uh, the Bulldogs' keys to victory, keep it clean on first down and 10 offensively, 
get a few explosive plays. And then on defense, I think it's very simple. Control the Gators' run game, which includes getting after that quarterback, Anthony Richardson. Falcons fans, if you're a school teacher and could use an extra $500, attorney Ken Nugent and Grady Jarrett want to help you out this football season. For each Falcons game, Ken has donated $500 to teachers throughout the state of Georgia to register to win. Go to attorneykennugent.com. One call, that's all. And don't forget to tune in and catch Grady with the locker room here on the fan every Tuesday at 8.30 in the morning. Say recap the previous week's action. Yeah, Ken Nugent doing some some nice things out there. All right, coming back on the other side, SEC Network analyst and former Gator receiver Chris Doring will hang out. So stick around for that. We are live in St. Simons. It's the Buck Baloo Show on the fan, 680 and 93.7. The warm air, the sounds of baseball, it's got you thinking about hitting the road. And no matter where your adventures take you, Subaru of Gwinnett has a vehicle to get you there safely and in style. Like the 2024 Subaru Outback, sporting standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and up to 32 miles per gallon. Or the 2024 Subaru Forester, the SUV with a spacious and comfortable interior for everyone you want to bring along. Start your shopping online at SubaruofGwinnett.com, then come see us for a test drive on Satellite Boulevard in Duluth. Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words, it's life. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash John. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. on the fan 680 and 93.7 and we are broadcasting live in St. Simons today with that Atlantic Ocean view. Got to be a little half wedge from the shoreline and uh, just awesome uh, being down here. I went through uh, lilmarvacations.com able to secure this spot. That's L-I-L-M-A-R vacations.com. They can do it for you. They are uh, one of St. Simon's premier vacation rental agencies. So uh, check that out if you're coming down to this area. I uh, want to give you the heads up, too, on the big tailgate at Arnett's Chop Shop, their version of the world's largest cocktail party in Brookhaven. They've got the big tailgate, a Georgia-Florida watch party going on tomorrow for the uh, Bulldogs. Uh, they got the big screens. They got uh, cocktails and great food. VIP uh, opens at 2 o'clock, general admission at 3. Party goes to the final whistle, and your admission includes food and beverage. For more information or to purchase your ticket, go to arnettschopshop.com. And uh, you had a chance, uh, still have a chance tomorrow, listen to the locker room all week for your shot at a pair of tickets and a grand prize pair of VIP tickets to one lucky Winner, Arnett's Chop Shop in Brookhaven. Man, that is an awesome spot right there. Let's go to the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line. Bring on Chris Doring, SEC analyst and a Gator legend. And uh, Chris, man, I, 
I know you enjoyed playing in this Georgia-Florida matchup. A lot of talk this week about the game staying in Jacksonville. Uh, what would you like to see happen? Well, Buck, you know I'm one of the few guys that can speak from the perspective of having played in all three venues uh, with the home-and-home the, uh, home we had in 94 and 95 in addition to uh, my first couple years in Jacksonville. And while it was really awesome to have Georgia come to Gainesville and, and certainly fun to play between the hedges, uh, it felt a lot more like a regular SEC home-and-home home series. And I, I think for me... What makes this uh, this rivalry so special is the the uh, neutral side, is the the half orange and blue, the half red and black. The fact that there's a Hall of Fame dedicated to just this game, uh, all of those things I, I, I think uh, are, are woven into this series and into the history of the SEC. And I think you, know, you look at this this college football landscape where things are changing as rapidly as they are. I think it's important to hold on to some of the great traditions, particularly in this conference that have made it special and so uh, I, I do believe it should stay in Jacksonville I hope they're able to work that out because it is just uh, one of the, the special weekends on the on the calendar during the football season no doubt about it I believe the wild card in this game this matchup Chris is the the performance of Anthony Richardson does he play up uh, they could keep it close they might pull off an upset he plays down he's been really inconsistent think the Gators' chances of pulling off an upset go way down. Uh, how do you feel about where Anthony Richardson is right now? A really talented guy, and like most every other quarterback that's ever played in the SEC, uh, the experience helps a ton, and he's getting a lot of that this year. Yeah, where he is is a, uh, a young quarterback uh, still early in his career as the starter. And you guys remember last year it was his first start as the Florida quarterback in Jacksonville against Georgia and, uh, you know, had some some decent uh, play early on and then the meltdown before halftime led to a, a runaway for the Bulldogs. But, you know, I think the thing about Anthony is that you see flashes of what he's capable of being. And certainly, you know, he's, you know, amongst the best athletes on the field. Um, the problem is, is that the consistency has just been so elusive for him. Uh, this Florida team is going to go as far as, as Anthony's able to carry them. And, and that means, you know, pulling off upsets against Utah when things are are, are, are clicking. You know, playing uh, well against uh, Tennessee when when the passing game's on, but uh, when it's off, it, it's really bad. So I think you're trying to, to eliminate the peaks and valleys, trying to even things out a little bit. And I think the, the recipe for doing that is get him involved in the run game early on. I mean, this is a guy. It's a difference maker with the ball in his hands. He can create uh, when things break down. Uh, I think he's better outside of the pocket buck when you when you use him on some of the, the nakeds and bootlegs and put pressure on the defense to have to come up and defend him. So uh, I think you'll see a game plan that was similar to the way he was utilized against Tennessee. And honestly, I think the success early running actually helps his, his confidence passing the ball as the game progresses. By uh, coming out of the uh, press conference uh, Monday, the Gator uh, defender, I forget who it was, but uh, admitted what the plan is against this Bulldog offense was to keep Stetson Bennett in the bubble, quote unquote. So uh, keep him in the pocket. But I'm not sure that it's going to be the uh, the elixir because you look at Stetson Bennett leading the SEC in uh, passing accuracy at over 70%. And I believe he can spin it from inside the pocket. What do you make of the uh, the plan of keeping him in the bubble and the way Stetson's been playing? 
Well, I, I think it's the lesser of two evils. I mean, I, I think he definitely has been good within the pocket, but I think he's even more dangerous when, again, he like like Anthony, a little different style, but a guy that's uh, maybe underrated with his athleticism that can can put his foot in the ground and, and go uh, if he needs to and can buy time to let guys uncover uh, when things break down as well. So I, I, I think, you know, if I'm if I'm choosing my poison, I'm, I'm trying to take my chances with him in the pocket. Um, you know, I'm interested, and you guys probably would have a better insight on this than I would, but uh, A.D. Mitchell, uh, I know that that's something Kirby Smart's talked about for weeks is trying to get healthy at the receiver position. Can uh, he return? Can he take some of the pressure off of Brock Bowers? Because, you know, you're seeing some of the numbers uh, diminish since the, uh, the the Carolina game where Brock went off. And I think a lot of the attention from the opposing defenses is, is on the uh, the tight end group. And, and uh, I think you need somebody that can stretch the field a little bit more than, than what uh, Georgia has without A.D. Mitchell in the lineup. Yeah, A.D. Mitchell, uh, you know, not, not – uh... 100% uh, with with the high ankle sprain that he's had. He's had some setbacks. I mean, chances are I don't think he's going to be able to make a big impact in the game. And, and Chris, I think this is one of the things that's held this George offense back is the X-wide receiver spot where Mitchell plays because, you know, against Missouri, they came up, put seven in the box and, and got aggressive and came after Stetson. And the education I've always gotten in the passing attack was the first thing you wanted to do when you face the pressure scheme where you get them bringing more than you can block and they're going to play press coverage on the X-wide receiver is you're going to give that X-wide receiver a shot to make some plays, whether it's the slant or uh, getting it vertical down the field. And they have not gone to that. Gators now, they've played a lot of zone this year. They've changed it up with the new coaching staff, a lot of off coverage do you do you see them changing that at all maybe getting after georgia knowing that their x-wide receiver spot is not going to do major damage i hope so i mean I, I again uh picking your poison right florida has is 130th of 131 teams in fbs football when it comes to third down conversions allowed at 53 percent which is just a mind-numbing number uh, even more confusing is the fact that the average third down conversion that opponents have faced against Florida has been 7.1 yards. Like that's doing your job on first and second down. That, that's not getting off the field in a favorable situation for a defense. So I, I would like, Hey, let's take our chances. Let's be aggressive. Let's, let's make them beat us over the top as opposed to, to playing soft and letting them catch the ball in front of us. But I actually went back and studied a lot of Florida's third downs this year, but They've been in some good positions, and it really has been one guy busting uh, and, and letting the opposition make plays. Well, so you know, there's only so much you can do as a coach. At some point in time, guys have to execute, and, and right now Florida just uh, too inconsistent with guys taking their opportunities to, to bust at different times and not playing great team defense with everybody on the same page. Do you give Kentucky a shot to knock out Tennessee? We've heard a lot of talk this week about the Gators overlooking Florida, looking ahead to, to next week. And I would say Kirby and this Bulldog team, most of them are experienced in dealing with this kind of uh, situation. Uh, Tennessee's not, though. They've not been in the mix. Now they're number three. They got the big showdown next week in Athens. Could they overlook Kentucky? What kind of shot do you give the Wildcats of taking down the, the Volunteers? I, I think – that's the thing that is, is maybe the most impressive to me, Buck, is, that, is when I look at Georgia, a team that has, or excuse me, I look at Tennessee, a team that hasn't been there before. Sometimes there's growing pains as you're an ascending football team because you're, you're in positions that you haven't had to handle before. 
And I, I go back to the way that they've kind of handled each milestone this year, going to pit the team that beat them last year and, and handling that adversity on the road after a slow start, getting the, the, the monkey off of their back with Florida's dominance in the series at home, going to Baton Rouge in a hostile environment and handling that really well and, and blowing that one open early, uh, beating Alabama after a decade and a half of, of losing to the tide. Like they've, they've handled every test with flying colors so far to this point in time. So I, I don't, expect them to overlook Kentucky this week. I think they know the challenge that Kentucky can present, and, and I'm, I'm interested to see if they can match the physicality of what uh, Kentucky, what I expect them to bring in. Chris Rodriguez has brought back that, that physical presence that was missing in the first month of the season when he was suspended. So I, I think it's going to be an amazing uh, contrast in styles from tempo and physicality standpoint. Uh, it's going to be a fun one, but I, I just I don't see how – Kentucky can do enough to win that football game. I think they can keep it close. I just I don't know that that they're going to be able to force Tennessee to make the mistakes that they've been able to uh, avoid making all year long. Hinton Hooker's been tremendous and and really limiting turnovers. And, uh, and I don't I don't see that changing this week. Yeah, selfishly hoping that we'll see this showdown next week with undefeated Georgia taking on undefeated. Tennessee, that is one we'll all look forward to. Uh, Chris, yeah. keep up the great work on SEC Network. We appreciate you, man. Thanks for making time for us today. Yeah, thank you, Buck. Good to be on with you, man. Take care. Chris Doring, Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker Line. All right, got my two picks for you. Since I'm out tomorrow, uh, let's go to the college football scene, number one. I'm going to take Arkansas over Auburn, and I'll give up the three-and-a-half points in that game, Arkansas off the snide against BYU last week. I believe better personnel than Auburn has. Going to take the Razorbacks and give up the three and a half. Pick out of the NFL. Sit down for this one. Taking my Atlanta Falcons, give up the four and a half. First time all season, my team, the Atlanta Falcons, have been favored in a game. And, brother, I'm taking them against the Charlotte Panthers. As I mentioned earlier, I think this is a 27-20 to 20 type of game, expecting the Falcons to cover that 4.5. So I'm going to take Arkansas minus the 3.5, Falcons minus the 4.5 in my two picks. Appreciate you hanging out this week. Brian Hoyt will run the show tomorrow while I'm playing in the Desire Cup Rivalry for a Cause Golf Tournament. Uh, Danny Warfel, our great friend, the station is heading that up for the 12th year. And we're playing one of the top golf courses in the country. We'll tell you all about it on Monday. So join Hoyt tomorrow. Uh, Nick and Chris coming up next. Nerney, DT, Gillespie, we appreciate the job you do. Live from St. Simons, Baloo's done for the week. Have a great weekend, everybody, and good dogs. Okay, thanks a lot, Buck. The warm air, the sounds of baseball, it's got you thinking about hitting the road. And no matter where your adventures take you, Subaru of Gwinnett has a vehicle to get you there safely and in style. Like the 2024 Subaru Outback, sporting standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and up to 32 miles per gallon. Or the 2024 Subaru Forester, the SUV with a spacious and comfortable interior for everyone you want to bring along. Start your shopping online at SubaruofGwinnett.com, then come see us for a test drive on Satellite Boulevard in Duluth. 
Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps $5 minimum balance required.